0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Rogue Opinions. My name is Nathan and it's another week of the wondrous KFA Court. This time I'm joined sorry, by the stupendous Scott and the above-average Rahal. What's going on, guys?
1: I knew it. I was like, what is he going to come up with here? Let's hear it. And then average. Okay, hello. How's everyone? Hello.
0: Yeah, not so bad. Well, you should uh, average Joes wonder the dodgeball Tournament, so uh, you should take that as a compliment.
1: Sure, yay.
0: Yeah, no, that film came out 15 years ago this year. See, uh-huh. ah, how old do you guys feel? I've
2: got it on DVD as well. Wow, it's a great film. I watched yeah, it
1: there. which one again? Sorry, dodgeball. Uh, is that the one with
0: oh, fuck? What's with the, the name? With the dodgeball. No, no,
2: they play the dodgeball and each <laughs> yeah. The 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 guy in purple, the
0: mustache guy, Vince Vaughn, and is it Ben Stiller? Yeah, yeah,
2: Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller.
0: Average Joe's low by Jim and Steve the Pirate. I've
2: seen this, yeah,
1: kind of. Steve the Pirate. (laughs)
0: That's such a great film. Yeah, Duck Dive. What's it
2: Duck Dive? Dive and Dodge. That's
0: it. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball.
1: I just remember the end where his eyes are blindfolded and he hits him or something.
0: Boilers? Yeah, Jesus Christ, man. I <laughs> just tell everyone. The heroes win. Uh, have you guys seen White Chicks?
2: Sadly, yes.
0: The one with White Chicks? got to do White Chicks too. Oh, God. And I just don't know how they're going to get away with it in 2019 or 2020, whenever it comes out. Because you can't do, you couldn't do White Chicks now. Everyone would go fucking nuts. Wait, that movie's coming out again? Not again, They're doing a sequel. Wait, what? Goddamn. <laughs> the fifth part of it, the first film. Do you see sequels as re-releasing a film?
1: No, no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, I, I, my point was, why are they doing a second part of it? I'm surprised. Well, because that was...
0: Because they pages. love money.
1: Uh, I, I I hope they love Backlash. Because that's what they're going
0: to get. Uh, I prefer Stomping Grounds.
1: Uh, <laughs> there
0: you go. Oh, uh, yeah. I love the fact that they changed the name of Backlash to avoid literal Backlash.
2: Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, I, really, I really enjoyed the review, by the way. Like, 20 minutes in, and all you've talked about is Chris Jericho.
0: No, we talked about the cruiserweight triple threat. I <laughs> as
2: mean, much as, as much as Jimmy yelled a bit, critical,
0: <laughs> that was Jimmy. He, like, he was like, ten minutes, literally ten minutes of me sat here, like, when is he gonna stop? Anyway,
2: what's Ian? Jimmy did the, like the first official of match yesterday, which features Jericho's like, first official WWE match. I think this is whole reason Jimmy just wants to the show. He wants to go back to a time before Jericho had access to the internet or podcasts.
1: <laughs> Wait, what? Jericho's good. His podcast is also good. It's decent for the most no,
2: part.
0: Did you listen to the one that we were talking about?
1: No, not really. Oh,
0: you've probably not even listened to it. <laughs> uh,
1: no, I did. I, I because I don't want to nitpick a lot, but it, it was a good part. It was a good podcast. Yeah. Thanks, man.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: In, in Jimmy's defence, I tried to listen to that podcast that you talked about, oh, the Jericho one. I tried to listen to it twice. I still didn't get through it.
0: It's, uh, well, let's not spend too long on it again. Because the only thing I remember really annoying about it was that they didn't wait until after SmackDown to record it and that they, for some reason, the joke was that they don't know anyone's name. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not a very good joke, guys.
1: Yeah, it's silly. I mean... By the way, can we just talk about the raw segment, like about Maria Canellis and Mike Kanellis, Mike Bennett or Kanalis—I don't know what he's called—and Terribly, but that was horrible. I mean,
2: like, what was that? Uh, oh uh,
1: fuck! Was, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. I think.
0: I think Wait. it's probably a way to get uh, Maria off TV again. Is she actually pregnant again?
2: <laughs> That's it so was... weird.
1: We don't answer. Yeah.
2: Like, poor like, I've been, Mike I've been talking to people about this segment and they, they also like they actually liked it and they say like oh she's finally sick of Mike losing all the time well yeah we, we can do that without yelling about him not being good enough to get you pregnant
1: <laughs> she wanted <laughs> Becky to impregnate her what was even going on love that yeah, <laughs> yeah you love that <laughs> we should get more of
0: that stuff
1: Sounds, you sound so creepy I
0: want more of it
1: You want more of two women impregnating each other?
0: No, no. I want them to follow the laws of biology. um, (laughs) That's what I want. In wrestling, I want the laws of biology to be followed. And I want random stuff to happen.
1: Why Seth Rollins on Twitter? He's posted something 33 minutes ago and it's about Will Ospreay again and bank account whatnot. He is just not good. Anyways.
0: So, sky so, um, is clear that Rahul's actually on Twitter, so shall we do the podcast?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Twitter's fine.
0: Okay. Is that what you've bought to the fuck around before we start KFB Court? You staring at your phone.
1: I'm looking for something interesting, and I found the Maria Kanellis thing,
2: because Seth tweeted about it. Are we supposed to, we were meant to bring things this period of the show. Yeah. I just, um, I just noticed. Is he bring up Jericho count kind of as bringing a thing?
0: Yeah, I mean is Jericho what's Jericho is he at the
2: next AEW show?
0: Is he at Fight for the Fallen?
2: Uh, apparently the inky paper said he wouldn't go to Fighter Fest fight because they were given always free. But they weren't. Well they were in some
0: parts. So they were... Oh, apparently we're not good enough for Jericho. Yeah. Uh, cheers, I remember that next time you bring your shit band to the UK. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, there's no one like Fozio. I think they're decently. They have some good songs, like Judas. Judas is a good song.
1: Exactly, yeah. Judas is a good song. That's the only song I I like actually.
0: Yeah.
2: My brother actually been to see them as well when they came to Glasgow. <laughs> well, you went, you went. No, I didn't. I didn't go. My brother went though. No. What did he say? He said they were alright.
0: I think they're just not as good as Jericho thinks they are. <laughs>
2: One of yeah. their albums features a cover of an ABBA song. This it is Honey, Honey. <laughs> no, it's uh, It's, so, it's just Probably what people are thinking when you listen to that song. But <laughs> yeah. I did watch.
0: Um, oh, I can't remember what the show's called. There's a buddy cop like uh, internet series that he's in.
2: Oh, that was actually really good. That, uh, what was that nothing called? Nothing to oh, report. It's
0: it, yeah. The Comedy Central one. That was yeah. actually really funny.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I like that show. And uh, with uh, who was he buddy with? Uh, Nick Mundy. Yeah.
2: They're just who? one, one <laughs> bit where they're just yelling at each other in the middle of the street. Yeah. It's, like, it's a comedy. It's a Comedy Central
0: show where they're uh, buddy cops, like, and or they, but it's all set when they're on night like, patrol and just sat in the car. Funny. There's one, one episode
2: where they just they just, just yelling at each other about their personal traumas and showing off their scars.
0: Yeah, that is really funny. I hope they do another one.
2: Yeah.
0: Another series, even though we're going back a few years now. And the But I'm Chris Jericho. That show was quite funny. It was alright. And of course, that was his appearance in one of the Sharknado's. (laughs) There's a wrestler in every single one of those films. Kurt Angle was in one. John Morrison was in one.
2: I don't think they'd have had anybody in the first one, but they thought, what can we do to improve... Shark and Hado series. Let's, let's from, from the second one onwards, we let's put a wrestler in each one.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we'll progressively get worse. We're from Kurt Angle to Chris Jericho to John Morrison. James Ellsworth will
2: be in the next one. I think Several was in one. <laughs> was he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen any of them, but if he didn't curb stomp one of the sharks, then it was just a waste of time getting him in.
0: Oh, they should get Brock Lesnar into to uh, recreate that SummerSlam commercial. Yeah. Just F5's a shark. But Brock Lesnar probably eat the tornado first. And then cash in his money in the bank <laughs> on Tara Reid. Oh, God. Don't even get me started. How is she working? Because she's got a tiny bit of name value. But, like, tiny. <laughs> uh, on belly
1: and Dom Bellet is post confirmed. <laughs>
0: What?
1: And Dom Belly Spurs confirmed.
0: That was like four hours ago. I
1: I just got on Twitter, so I'm just telling
2: you you what I'm
0: saying. Can you get off Twitter whilst
2: we're (laughs) fucking podcasting? All right, I'm sorry. (laughs) Come on, Ryle, you're missing the good chat at Tyree and Sharknado. Yeah, we're
0: talking about Tyree and Sharknado. We're trying to pull ourselves through the fuck around so that we can finally get to the bit people actually want to listen
2: to. I've never seen
1: either of those two things. Aye. Good
2: started? effort, Rahul. Nathan, you said you had something that you wanted to talk about before we moved on to uh, the actual case. Yes. But, uh, what was it? Will Smith. Will Smith
0: no, that, was, that, smart, smart. that was that uh, was that was you, Rahul. You said you were gonna yeah. take up issue with something I said about Will Smith.
1: Yes. One second. You said that uh, he, what he's been good for like two movies. I am Legend, and which other movie? I don't know. He's been good for many movies. So, and he is a legend. Okay. put some respect on his name
0: okay first well off first off you didn't listen to what i said <laughs> i i, <laughs> I said I those never two did. movies you know are that. good but you're going back like 10 years the point we made is for the last like 10 years he's not made good choices
1: oh which movie oh, uh, which movies did he make in the last 10 years pursuit of happiness is a good movie first of all yeah
0: really <laughs> it's just needlessly depressing
1: it's not depressing. Seven pounds is depressing, but pursuit of happiness yeah. is a light at the end of the tunnel is what everyone needs in life.
0: What year did that come out? 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're going about 13 years now.
1: So he, he's a father now. He has other priorities.
0: Yeah, and his priorities is shoving his kid in every single film.
1: <laughs> his son is so bad.
0: And we were talking about his career, and he's not made good choices in the last 10 years.
1: YouTube Rewind, he was in that, and he was good.
0: Oh, yeah, that went well. That's that. That's that. The most disliked video in YouTube history. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it's (laughs) it's not a movie.
1: (laughs) Okay. Fuck, last 10 years, right? So, literally, he's not made a good movie in the last 10 years. I can't believe it.
0: Wow. I stand by what I said. I stand by every damn word of it.
1: Wait, uh, Mon- uh, Men in Black 3 was okay. It was
0: good. Which one was it, okay or good? Uh,
1: uh, uh, it, was, it was good, but yeah, if, not if really you weren't a fan of him, it's okay.
0: Another thing, I'm not a fan of him. I don't think he's made good choices.
1: Look, Men in Black is good, Bad Boys is good, then... Bad Boys came out in the 90s, right? <laughs> Weird, you <can't... laughs> okay, So one second... <laughs> fuck's sake he is a good to this podcast yeah but you can't <laughs> just judge this guy in the last 10 years
0: so that's literally what we were doing <laughs> that's so. Sounds... we were judging recent choices of actors and telling them how they can and uh giving them advice on how they can make better choices
1: all right fair enough
0: did you actually listen to it
1: oh uh, yes i did <laughs>
0: <laughs> scott how are you
2: I'm doing good, sorry. I'm glad you just remembered I was here.
0: <laughs> what do you think of Will Smith in the last 10 years?
2: Yeah, the more you talk, the more. I don't know if I can really argue. I mean, the suicide squad could have been good, but you know. He was good in it, but... The more yeah, was it, was
0: just, it was just Will Smith in a random suit, being yeah. Will Smith.
1: <laughs> what do you expect from the man?
0: <laughs> <Jeez>. To act.
1: <laughs> it says you.
0: What? What does that mean? Just now. I'm not an actor, bro. I'm a white man with opinions. Do you so know I have who the, a podcast? Do you know who Lil Nas X is? The Old say, Town Road guy. Say that again. Lil Nas X, the singer
1: of Old Town Road.
0: No. Nah.
1: Okay, so he's just come out as gay, so that's on the news. <laughs> F- Where has the
2: show what, become?
0: What the fuck, Rahul? Get off fucking Twitter. That happened two days ago.
1: <laughs> so you so you know who he is?
0: Yeah, but I remember reading about a singer coming out Gay. But that's like 48 hours ago, man.
1: He tweeted it
0: 24 minutes ago. Just
1: got news that I'm gay and I will no longer be streaming my music. What? Oh, okay, he's okay, a troll, okay.
0: Okay. Just for the, just for people listening, this is this is what this is the sort of stuff because I'm going to leave all this in. Uh, this <laughs> is the challenge of podcasting <laughs> with Rahul because he doesn't stop reading other things and then just shouting them into the microphone.
1: <laughs> FIFA 20 is going to come out soon.
0: Let's go to KFIB Court.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to KFIB Court. My name is Beth Tundi. Um <laughs>
0: For fuck's sake. Every Honestly, single time.
1: Silence. Uh, and I'm joined by two men who are going to argue a particular case with me. So let me just elaborate the case. So let's travel back to 1999. The Attitude Era. A time looked back on with the rose-tinted glasses. And during this time, we saw an iconic oh. rivalry between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mr. McMahon. And at the height of that rivalry was the higher power angle in which it was revealed that the higher power was Vince McMahon himself. It was him. It was him all along. Vince made a mistake, though. He managed to put his daughter in harm's way, and she wasn't going to let it slide. All this led to Austin being declared as the new CEO of WWE. Austin's first move was to make a match against Vince and his son. The, the, the added stipulation was, The CEO ship of Austin will be on the line in a ladder match. So at King of the Ring 1999, Austin had the McMahon's beat. But when he climbed up to claim the briefcase, it was magically pulled up, stopping Austin from retrieving and ultimately leading to his loss. The next night on Raw, the show alluded to the fact that it might have been Big Boss Man. But that seems a little off to us, and we don't believe it see here with me are Nathan and Scott taking the stand on who was a man or woman who pulled the briefcase Nathan go first uh,
0: thank you thank you very much for that wondrous introduction um, ladies and gentlemen of the jury and all the people listening at home I'm going to present the case that it was not a man or a woman depending on what you believe but it was in fact more of a being. There's always been a figure throughout the world of the WWE universe, or at that time, the WWF universe, who has always been there, always been alluded to, and has always picked sides, and has even taken a booking at one time because you've got to make those towns and you've got to pay those bills. I am here to argue that at this time, because of the higher power angle, Mr. McMahon was in alignment with God. And oh. religious intervention was in fact what lifted the briefcase out of the reach of a sinful, stone cold Steve Austin. Thank you.
2: Oh, oh God.
0: Scott. <laughs> he agrees know. with me. <laughs>
2: uh, and I thought Means was silly. Your Honor. We've can we not
0: we've, please sorry guys we're very inclusive at rogue opinions can we not call religion silly yeah uh
1: yeah i second that
2: i'm not saying the religion, is silly, i'm saying your argument is silly but i mean i can Blasphemy. see validity in,
1: i can see validity in both points let's move on
2: yes. Ar, people have been arguing about this case for years now ever since the infamous night who raised the briefcase? Who was it? Was it boss man? We never got confirmation that it was boss man. And I'll tell you the reason why we never got confirmation as to who raised the briefcase. Because, quite simply, the briefcase never moved at all. The briefcase did not move. It was always in the same place. Or this, this idea that it did move has been perpetrated through three factors, that I will argue today. One being a man's alcohol dependency, a man's insistence on helping his good friend, and the phenomenon known as the Mandela Effect. I will argue, Your Honour, that all three of these factors came together to create the figment known as the roof case raising at King of the Ring 1999.
1: Alright. Sounds intriguing on both sides. Nathan, elaborate on your points
0: as you already mentioned the higher power what you call an angle but this is kayfabe court so it's actually called a story are you going to um, correct
1: me? are you going to correct me?
0: I literally just did
1: <laughs> do you want that to stay on the record?
0: what the you, you were wrong do you not forget the name of this court Rahul we, strike, we that, off the- strike within- that
1: off the record I was right Continue. i'm
0: not the judge i can't strike things off the record
1: i am telling that to the bailiff his name is ted <laughs> on.
0: can i continue yes god has always been a figure within the wre university has always been alluded to through symbols on people's attire through dramatic mentions and through the higher power angle the higher power was obviously alluding to to religion there was the time where they were going to sacrifice uh, stephanie mcmahon on a symbol quote unquote, but it was obviously a r- religious sacrifice and God has been a figure throughout many, many wrestling things, even in ECW, they tried to do something similar. God has even faced Mr. McMahon after their falling out in 2006. <laughs> obviously, sometimes you fall out of love with God and God will strike ye down by tagging with a born again Christian, Sean Michaels. Sean Michaels channeled God at one time being the light when he faced the darkness in The Undertaker, and God has always been there to strike a balance, Uh, obviously the devil's favourite demon, Cain, someone has to face him in the sanctity of religion. And God hates sin, and what is more sinful than drinking lots of alcohol? I can think of many things, but we don't need to discuss them at this time. And it was in fact religious intervention on the side of Mr. McMahon, with him being the higher power. Uh, That helped him to retain the CEO ship of his company, because as we all know, looking at the state of the world right now, God loves money and God loves white people having money. So that is why he went and sided with Mr. McMahon up until probably, I don't know, Royal Rumble time, 2006. And then they had a bad falling out. But Mr. McMahon and God have a complicated relationship. And on this occasion, God sided with him, thank you.
1: <sighs> okay, <Scott>, God, <laughs> I don't know what to say.
2: Yes, yeah, elaborate yeah, on your points. Well, we all know someone called Steve Austin likes a drink or two or seven, mm-hmm. and he, he, as he became part of his character, and he performed multiple shows many times a week. Yeah, but was a what's, lot of this,
0: what's this character thing, guys? This is K-Fab Court.
2: Wait, you
1: can't just say anything
0: out of tone, Mr. Greenaway. Uh, I, I'm just trying to keep the show
2: in its intended use, which is k I am trying to make an argument as well when I'm not being interrupted.
1: I will throw this case out. Continue. Good.
2: Go for it. Continue, it is, Scott. It is his moral character, his personal character of Stone Cold to Austin to drink. He's been drinking multiple nights as a as a top guy. He ends every match by drinking many, many beers. And over time, this is going to catch up to you. And over time, Austin developed a dependency, especially during late 99 when injuries were catching up and he needed something to help deal with the pain. And after a few too many beers, Austin began to climb the ladder. And in his mind... The briefcase started moving when in actuality it had never moved at all and JR being a close friend of Cold, had to try and cover for him not just reaching during the pace when he obviously could and then he came up with the argument that the briefcase clearly must have moved somehow and Jerry Lawler argues this because Jerry Lawler like any normal person can see that the briefcase was not moving and then over time JR and King commentary and the WWE in general have tried to move past why Austin just couldn't grab the briefcase by continuing this narrative that it did move and over time the Attitude Era fans were very much, it was easier for them to believe what they were told by the WWE or WWF as they were known and through constant repetition and documentaries about the Attitude Era and people talking about this incident it's become, it feels like it's become common knowledge is actually a fun result of the phenomenon known as the Mandela Effect. Do you, are you two familiar with the Mandela Effect?
0: Indeed I am. I, I am indeed.
2: Yes. The, if our listeners are not, is the idea of a narrative seeming so real when it's actually not? Much like the idea that many believe that Nelson Mandela died in prison when in actuality he died years later when he, after being released and I believe this is a prime example of the Mandela effect at work here.
1: All right. So two very interesting cases. Uh, before we move on to questions that the two of you can ask each other, I have a question for Nathan. Yes. Um, so you said that uh, what could be a worse sin than uh, drinking alcohol? And my answer to that, to that is betraying your own family and just being an all-around conniving bitch so can i bring it to the
0: court can i bring it to the court's attention that i also said that i can also think of some but i don't need to talk about them at this time
1: but that's the thing that you don't want to talk about them because those things all describe mr mcmahon so why would god side with a person who's done worse sins than stone cold steve austin
2: what
0: sins are you talking about? Just,
1: just betraying his own family.
0: In what um, case? Can you bring an example to the table?
1: I can indeed. He did put Stephanie in harm's way in the higher power story. Or the higher power. He was given moment. the
0: power of the higher power that was given to him quite clearly because he gained control over. One of the most powerful entities in the WWE and some believe to be a servant of God, the Undertaker.
1: So you are implying that Vince McMahon became God?
0: No, I'm implying pri- a servant of God.
1: And the servant of and as the servant of God
0: he was told to betray his own family. I don't know if you've ever read the Bible. In uh, <laughs> many cases of the Bible, there was a time where a man whose name escapes me at this time was asked to put his son up for for sacrifice. Uh that happened in the Bible. So there are plenty of examples of God testing people. There's no proof of that. It was a test. Yeah there's a whole proof. book about it called the Bible.
1: Uh, I need proof. I need paragraph by paragraph proof.
0: You want me to buy uh, you a Bible?
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, there are many examples of God's testing people's faith, and it was a test of faith. Hence, Stephanie was not harmed. Test of faith.
1: All right. So, Nathan, do you have any questions for Scott?
0: Yes, Scott. If you go into the WWE Network, which you can get for nine ninety nine, and skip to the last five minutes of the King of the Ring nineteen ninety nine pay per view, uh, you can clearly see the briefcase raising with your own two eyes. Um, please elaborate on that
2: is the Mandela effect of work, man. We've all, we've all bought into it. That's and not
0: what the Mandela effect is. <laughs> the Mandela effect is a belief that something happened that didn't but if you use your two <laughs> eyes and watch the program you see it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, things, when people things. saw Nelson Mandela was not dead they struggled with that <laughs> and created what I would describe as a lie.
2: Are you saying that WWE is not above editing certain arc- their certain RK footage to fit in with a certain narrative?
0: I'm saying it happened because everyone saw it.
2: I'm saying that they edited it to and make it more a, of the narrative. When you,
0: say, when you say that they alluded to it the next night on Raw, if you're saying it didn't happen, why did they allude to it the next night on Raw?
2: Because it was on live pay-per-view and they came so, because, because it happened. <laughs> So your argument <laughs> just died. I <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> and, and, and support Nathan's claims. First of all, if if they did edit the footage, then there is no need for the Mandela effect, because everyone sees it as what it is, and that was the briefcase actually going up instead of it not going up. I mean, so the
0: Mandela effect starts with a point. And it's a point of people believing something happened.
1: Indeed. Even and that thing actually not being the case, but in yes. this scenario, it is the case because we can see it. <laughs> Scott, do you have any questions
2: for Nathan? I mean not thought this through.
0: God works <laughs> in mysterious ways, Scott. Think of this as a test of faith.
2: Love how you were talking about kayfabe Court, like this is within the realm of kayfabe. I love how you think God constrains to kayfabe. Did
0: God not have a match?
2: Did he? We, did you in see him in
0: the WWE universe? Did God not take a take a booking?
2: We saw a spotlight which we were told was God. His name was on the card. I forgot. also you believe that God would choose to help Vince McMahon, a man arguably more sinful than he was?
0: That was Rahul's question, and I told you. God went... Mr. McMahon prayed hard enough, and he got God on his side. He was given a higher power. Um, he was given that power to make fool everyone because it was a test of faith, and he was asked to put his daughter up to test his faith, and he was willing to kill Stephanie McMahon to prove to god that he was worthy but he didn't have to because it was a test of faith and then he was given powers and god came back to help him they worked a long time together noticed two biggest competition died a couple years later thanks to god oh God! and they had a falling out in 2006 because of um you know he's just a sexy boy and we can only do so much when confronted with sexy boys even
2: god I'm sorry, are you implying God had a part to play in the closure of WCW?
0: I wouldn't say I'm implying that, more as outright stating it. Ted Turner lost control of his company because he did not believe. Whereas Mr. McMahon beat everyone, thanks to God. Oh, thank God. And then God decided in 2006 that, you know, Mr. McMahon, you have sinned. You've done many things. Many, many terrible things.
2: You've done uh, it before.
0: But, but Shawn Michaels, but Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels is just a sexy boy. He's not okay.
2: your boy, Tony. The man had lied and cheated and undercut people and sinned many times before. You can't. You can't that. It's like a closure of the territories because he stole everyone's talent. Well, what's wrong with
0: expanding your company? Everyone makes a lot of money these days. They can look after themselves. Thanks to the fact that he was brave enough to expand globally. Look what he built. He's built an empire. He built a universe. God also built a universe.
2: Oh, for... Man and God <laughs> are not similar in any way. It's a man they universe. both build universes.
0: Universe. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they need a bit of help.
2: Okay.
0: So, all right, then. Uh... you still don't understand the Mandela effect, so I don't really know what to say.
1: Um, okay, and Nathan, I have one small question before we head in to the closing arguments. You said that Vince McMahon was a servant of God, and later yes. on...
0: We're all servants of God, Rahul.
1: I would. I don't want to comment. Um, but later on, you said that there was a match with um, God against Vince McMahon. Yeah. So you're implying it. that God is imperfect because he made a mistake by siding with Vince McMahon?
0: No, because he tested his faith. He got Vince in his hand, but then Vince obviously did some bad things. Like we all remember, what was it, the Vengeance 2003? We we all remember that pay per view. We beat up I his own daughter. And, uh, oh, we all- indeed. We, we all remember those things, and sometimes when you lose faith, God's not necessarily on your side unless you're willing to prove your faith and your belief again, and he wasn't willing to do that, and it all culminated at whatever <laughs> WrestleMania number that was, and Shawn Michaels won, and then Vince, as we all saw, we all saw the vignettes, Vince going to the house of God, praying, and then God said, you know what, mate, bring it on, and that's, that's what happened, and hence the match happened, and... Yeah, some would argue that God lost. When God's involved, we're all winners.
1: All right, then. That was quite interesting. We move on to the closing arguments.
0: I answered your question.
1: You did, you did, you did. So, Nathan, close your arguments.
0: Um, I mean... For, you get a free 30-day free trial if you've never signed up before. It's 9.99. Otherwise, if you have, the video footage is there. It clearly happened. God was clearly involved. The timeline is there to see, as I've already explained numerous times. There's a clear path there. God was clearly involved in some way. Uh, Vince McMahon lost faith in the end, but he had the faith. He had the higher power. The faith was tested in the sacrifice of Stephanie McMahon. And... Um, it worked. It worked wonders, and like the devil had Cain, and Cain's now a mayor. So God works in mysterious ways, but ultimately, just all you need is a pair of eyes and nine ninety nine.
1: All right, Scott, do what you can. Work your also, magic.
0: This, this, Scott also doesn't understand the Mandela effect. Well, oh, you
1: shut up. Yes, calm down. This is not needed in the court of law. Okay, Scott. Do something it's looking bleak for yourself.
2: (laughs) Well yeah. I am clearly not an expert in this effect. I know of it, but I never claim to be a foremost expert in this effect. However, I argue what is more likely. The idea that you remember we feel like we remember that the case raised, therefore we see it. When we watch the network, or is it likely that God somehow felt need to intervene on behalf of the McMahons? I ask you, the judge and the jury, consider which of these two is more likely, because Vincent Man has never been one ever been seen as a rare religious man. The whole higher power argument, I believe, is false, because Vincent Man never claimed he was he had these gifts bestowed by God. He clearly created the higher power. It's our whole ruse to mess with Vince McMahon. There was no connection between this higher power angle or a story and God. I claim that you're just you see you go on the air can you see it with your eyes. You think you see it because this is a Mandela effect. You don't understand the Mandela effect.
1: <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> this is unnecessary.
2: You, you oh, clearly oh, don't, don't do. understand court etiquette. <laughs>
1: Nathan, that was completely unnecessary, although true.
2: Yeah, it's very true.
0: <laughs> I just <laughs> need to make the point clear because you You just gotta stop saying Mandela effects, Scott. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Okay. Um Uh the jury and the judge has come to your decision. Quick. And I'm sorry? Oh, that was quick. Yeah. I mean Uh, I mean, there wasn't much to talk about here. Um, Just judging by the fact that uh, I mean, I think Scott has uh, ground to stand on in this argument just by the fact that his is plausible in reality. Like, we can actually imagine that actually being a thing. But by using the Mandela effect and also saying that there was editing done which counter... That they just don't work with each other. They're counterintuitive. That, and also the fact that God has actually had a match in the WWE later on. I'm gonna to have to announce Nathan as the winner begrudgingly, yes. but Nathan, yes. with his arguments of Thank God, you. has won. Thank
0: you. Gates. Thank you.
1: So that was interesting.
0: It was very. Scott, interesting.
1: Scott, you, I mean, as of the record, you fucked yourself by using those two terms together. And I don't think there's anything you could have done from there.
0: Oh, I, I really
1: wanted you to win. I really wanted yeah,
0: you to win. Ro really badly wanted you to win. He did not want me to win this. <laughs> It became, have... it became very clear when Scott's first argument was, it just never happened. And then you never questioned him. He <laughs> asked me like five questions. <laughs> and I was just saying, like, Scott's just said it never happened. <laughs> In
1: fairness, that happened against me and I was outraged. So No, that's, have... not,
0: that's not what was argued against you.
1: Nothing won against me. Okay, one second. We do not need to get into this. I have a feeling in me which enrages me at times and I do things which are unspeakable and I don't want to go there. So I'm going to calm down uh, and end this court case. My name is Betandi and this was k Court.
0: Wow, guys, we're back from court. We did it. I did it. Uh, Scott, man, uh, what happened?
2: Well. i clearly was supposed to should have read something about the Mandela fight before we came on <laughs> and I just didn't think I thought I, I thought I had a basic idea and I thought that I could bullshit my way through it and clearly you 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 were your way better than I was in this time around like I'm sure there was a Jericho podcast about the Mandela Effect. if I could be arse listening to it
1: <laughs>
0: bad the jericho that's Jericho so Jericho is to blame Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It all
1: comes come. full circle. It <laughs> all comes full circle, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, well, that means I get the power of judge for next time. Indeed you do. And
1: I am going to take a, a break for a couple episodes because I've been on, what, like, two or three
2: consecutively. I need to go on a Rocky style training montage for my next <laughs> appearance.
1: I, I want to fe- face Nathan next time because I think that's the battle that's not happened yet. <laughs> Whenever I come back on, I will not break down like Scott and Jimmy have before.
0: Yeah, uh, just yeah, just say
2: though, I did beat Nathan in my first appearance on this.
0: He did. I was just trying to remember what the question was.
2: It was uh, a, it was a GTV question, so I believe you're uh, one on one. Yeah. You're technically correct, because we, we saw how much of an asshole John Shears actually is. <laughs> I, was a, just about a say, <laughs> I
0: was just about to say, maybe we should revisit that case. Because <laughs> I, I, well, I was just basically calling him a fraud. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes on the biggest event for a while, and smashes his boss in the head for a chair.
2: <laughs> you you'd imagine he was his old boss.
0: I didn't see that when I saw the gif of it. I was just like, fucking Sean, I knew it. <laughs>
1: Stan, Stan. <laughs>
0: just time. fucking Stan. So, <laughs> God knows what. Lucky Sean Michaels caught him, really, because what the fuck was Stan going to do to them? <laughs> <laughs> Ch- oh. Chair shot of
1: the head. He puts his eyes straight back into position. Oh. That,
0: was, that was brutal. That was horrible to watch, that chair shot.
1: Oh, okay. Not, not my comment, okay. Thank God.
0: No, Sean's an arsehole. Sean spade is listening. Can
1: All you right. just imagine he just hits Sean Michaels in the head and his eyes become normal again? Can
2: yeah, I see something with Sean Michaels? Just briefly. <laughs> yeah. I was going to do this in the plugs, but uh, I have a potential future case for the KF4, which I would like to be the judge of. Let's
0: bring it, bring it forward.
2: If... Uh, we, myself and Jimmy, or you can see our backlog, just did the first official episode of SmackDown. We reviewed that, and the finish of the main event saw Shawn Michaels super kicked the rock to cost him the WWE Championship. And as far as I'm aware, we may change when we get to the next episode of SmackDown, but was never, I don't believe there was any official confirmation as to why Shawn Michaels did what he did. So if if there isn't, then I think this may be a case we may have to bring to the court.
0: We may need to review. Who was the rock facing? It was a triple H?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh well, that kind of makes sense.
2: Oh, yeah, but then John had been like a face commissioner for a while now then... well,
0: we'll have to review the evidence. Have to take a look at everything that happened. It sounds simple, but these cases as we've just as we just heard in the court, these cases are never simple.
1: No. Oh, so... It's gonna be Scott versus Jimmy. Do
0: it. Wow.
1: The battle of the two chokers.
0: See
2: hey. Oh. Oh. oh yeah. actually, to be fair, actually, I think Jimmy's beat me as well. <laughs> I think Jimmy. He beat me in the lockbox.
1: Which one did he beat you? Yeah, there? I
2: think. In the lockbox.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and I him.
2: was a judge. <laughs> so, well, you're the fucking common denominator here when Jimmy was the judge I have beat Nathan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, years, man. What
1: well, get, Scott. See, I, I brought this up in the chat like today that whoever I pick is gonna say that it's rigged because <laughs> both of you think I have a vendetta against you. But no, I, I think Scott, you can't say anything. Your point was just broken into pieces today.
2: If I had a well-formed argument last uh, last time, and you, you. He said carried.
1: Gwyneth Paltrow giving head. That was yeah, it. Yeah. That conversation ended there.
2: Bullshit, I still maintain that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that was <one's> bullshit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. That's not, that's not, that wasn't a fair case, but this one was fair.
2: we Time travel nearly one last week, yeah God, this week.
1: <sighs> Hulk Hogan won last time, that was fine. I have
2: to wait. I said time travel nearly one last week.
1: You're just, like, spoiling all the other podcasts, I think we should stop. Okay.
2: okay
0: well let's stop then that'll be us done guys thank you very much for listening to another episode of the kayfabe court another judgment served so um head back through the archives guys check out everything else Fa- follow us at rogue on School opinions on the twitter and the instagram and you can find me at nathan greenaway scott where can people find you uh, At
2: 19, 19, 19. thank you very much for listening guys